0: It is great to see everybody here today. We are continuing our series on soul care today. And we have had a great time with this series as, as we have been challenged and encouraged to, to think deeply about different ways to take care our soul, of our souls so God's grace can increase in our lives. Amen? I mean, think about it. We, we've talked about simplifying our lives, We've talked about solitude, we've talked about submission, we've talked about sacrifice, and we've talked about Sabbath. Anybody take some Sabbath rest last week? Did you find a spot? Yeah, I hope so. Maybe some aren't here today because they're taking a Sabbath rest. Who knows? Uh, But today, we're, we're continuing that series, and the... It's a little bit tougher of a one, and I, I want you to get it. I want you to grab a hold of it, but I, I want you to hear this in grace. I want you to hear that, that, that God wants, wants you to take care of your soul. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah. And one of the ways we take care of our souls is service. It requires service. If we we really want to expand God's grace in our lives, it takes service. And, and Romans is where we are today. We're in Romans chapter 12. And uh, this is kind of fun because it's soul care, but uh, I've been told we've been on an 18-year sermon series through Romans, so maybe it's a Roman part of that series too. Uh, and I think the next book in our, our uh, two-year saga through the Bible is in the book of Romans, so it kind of fits there too. However you want to do it, Romans 12.1, Romans 12.1. Therefore, and when we say therefore, uh, Pastor Tom always tells us, and and we know this, right? There's a bunch of stuff before this that happens, and this is the summation, right? The reason why Jesus died for us, the reason why we get to go to heaven, the reason of all these things that we experience in God's grace. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, how many of you are brothers? It also includes sisters. How many of you are sisters? Uh, Lots of you didn't raise your hands, Uh, you might be confused, talk to your neighbor, they might be able to tell you uh, what you are, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. And Pastor Tom talked about that several weeks ago, The, the importance of sacrifice in our lives and caring for our soul, living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. I want you to see this because we all use different versions of the Bible and I I want you to see this. Read it with me. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your... Say it again. Now, this is interesting. When it uses this word worship here, it's not, woo Jesus! What we were just doing. It's not that word. This word worship is the act of service in the midst of the tabernacle or temple. It's the service of worship. It's the service. Everybody say service. Service. This is your act of service. If I'm going to care for my soul, I've got to be serving. I, I want you to think to yourself, about maybe some of the, the greatest servants you've ever been around. Just think for a moment in your mind. Who comes up in your mind? I, I, I want to introduce you to two people who are both in heaven uh, that, that impacted my life as a pastor. And the first one is Shirley. This is Shirley Goss. Isn't she a lovely lady in heaven now? This was lots of years ago. I still had a lot of hair on my head back then, and uh, Shirley was an amazing servant of Jesus Christ at Trinity United Methodist Church in Logan, Ohio. What, what? Logan, Ohio. Uh, she was an incredible servant. She was in charge of the sewers and quilters. Anybody ever go to a church that had sewers and quilters? Every single Wednesday during the school year, they would be at church all day sewing and quilting they sewed baby blankets so that any baby born in the church and many times outside of the church would get a blanket when they were born at the local hospital Isn't that a cool way to serve? And then the quilter, she was an amazing quiltist. I really didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. But uh, she was an amazing quiltist. uh, Is that what you quiltist, flutist? I don't know. Uh, But there were a bunch of ladies who were quilting. They had a three-year waiting period. And they took all the money that they made from these quilts and it went to missions. I mean, she was an incredible servant leading that ministry every week, but that's not all she did. She also was in, shut, in charge of the shut-in ministry. We had over 50 people who were shut-ins. What is a shut-in? person who is in a nursing home or is unable to get out of their house. She oversaw this ministry and had volunteers and made sure that every one of those shut-ins got visited every single month. She even told me what to do. Once a quarter, she'd be knocking on my door. She said, it's time for you to take communion to all these people. She'd ask me at the end of the month, have you done it? The first time she did that, I started crying because I thought I was done, and there were two left. I mean, she was an amazing servant of Jesus Christ. Are you thinking of anybody? You know, most of you would call her retired when I met her. She did both of those. The one ministry she did for like 30 years, the other for like 23 years, that she was in charge of them. She saw retirement as an opportunity to serve the Lord more. The second person, and this, how many of you are a parent? How about a parent of a child or two? This is Kiki Batai. The Batai family was from Haiti. She moved here uh, to better the lives of her children. Her husband was a pastor in Haiti. Uh, He stayed back there and wasn't allowed in the United States because of some of the things in his life. And she raised all of these children. Several of them got full academic rides. She raised them in a two-bedroom, everybody say two-bedroom, two bedroom. mobile home, in the middle of nowhere. She was a cleaning lady. That's what she did. How many of you would say she had enough service? She, It would have been perfectly okay for her opt to opt out of serving others. She had enough serving right there. You know how many times I've I've heard people say that. Well, this is not my season of serving. She never said that. She served in the children's ministry, but you know what what her special service was? The one that was almost irreplaceable? She was a prayer. Every single week... She would come into the church for a couple hours and pray over our salvation cross. We had a cross full of people. There were about 200 names on that cross of people who didn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And every week she would come in before she went cleaning the house. She would be there around 5, 5.30 in the morning. And she would pray through and worship over every single one of those names. Do you know any servants like that? I know of some here at this church who have been incredibly faithful. Let me ask you a more pointed question. Are you a servant like that? Are you a servant like that? Let's, let's pray. Shall we? Holy Spirit, pour forth upon this place as we talk about how service helps us to experience more of your grace lord we just we rebuke satan in Jesus' name we ask you to rebuke him and and keep the lies out of our mind that we cannot serve in Jesus' name amen why don't we serve well because we're a self-serve society aren't we romans 12 2a You might have heard this, but you might not have have connected it with service. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Have you heard that before? Did you know that it was in the context of Romans 12 of service? Do not conform to the self-centeredness of this world. Don't, Don't conform to just being about yourself. How many of you have seen, what about Bob? movie. If you haven't, watch it. It's funny. Watch this clip. You are testing my patience. Come on, I've come so far. Bob. I'm baby-stepping. I'm doing the work. I'm baby-stepping. I'm not a slacker. Listen to me. Check Listen. it out. Look at. I'm in really bad shape. Come on, please. Bob. Please. Bob. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I Bob. need, Bob. I need, this I need. Bob. Give me, give okay, me. Okay. Please. All right, all right, all right. All right, I think we need to watch it again because you didn't get it. Don, if you could come up, well... Uh, this is playing. Go ahead and play. We're testing my patience. Come on! I've come so far. Bob, I'm baby stepping. I'm, I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. Listen to me. Check Listen. it out. Look at. I'm in really bad shape. Come on, please, Bob, please. Bob. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I Bob, need, Bob. I need, I Listen, need. Bob. Give me, give me, okay, okay. please. All right, all right, all right. Say to your neighbor, "I'm glad I'm not like that." <laughs> so. There is a story in the Bible that, that links us up to Romans, chapter 12, and uh, it's in John 13, and Jesus is having his last dinner with the disciples before he gets crucified. And now, what you need to understand if you don't understand biblical times is that, that, that in that day, in those days, the host would... Make sure that every person's feet were clean before they went to the table. Now, get this. I want you to have this in your mind. Uh, They reclined at tables. And so their feet were next to somebody else's face. How many of you would enjoy that with dirty feet that have worn sandals all day? I can tell you if I took my sandals that are at home and put them in front of your nose right now, you would not want to eat unless you really like Limburger cheese. (laughs) So the host was responsible for making sure everyone's feet were clean. Well, there was no host of this party. Everybody wanted to be a guest. So the disciples, all one by one, knowing the rules, knowing the standards, all sat at the table with their dirty, stinking feet. So Jesus takes the towel. Now at one point, <laughs> this got around better. <laughs> right? And what he would have wrapped it, And it would have stayed. (laughs) All right? And then he would have bowed, and he he asked everybody, take off your sandals. So Don's representing all the disciples. All right? He's one of the elders of our church. He's representing the disciples. He didn't ask me if I wanted my feet washed. He said, sure, you can wash mine. No, Don's a great guy. Uh, Most of the time. All right, so... uh, he said I didn't pick on him enough for service, so I'm trying to make up for it. So, he represents the disciples. There was 11 of the disciples didn't try to stop Jesus, didn't say anything, didn't say this wasn't right. Jesus went up to him and he washed their feet. So that's 11 of the disciples. I'll get to the, the other one here in a moment. Let, let's talk about this. I, I want to show you a, the graph of indifference. The graph of indifference. And what, what you see in the graph of indifference is, do you see others in the middle? So if you're using the outline, you might want to write others at the top and the bottom. And then on the corner, see how narrow the corners are? Put self. You'll find out what fills the graph of indifference in a moment but see 11 of the disciples didn't even try to stop anybody they were just out for themselves and they were getting served in a way and i'm sure that they had this mentality well i am not i'm not good enough it's somebody else will do it do you know somebody else does most of the work in most churches now what I want you to see is that this 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 right side as you're looking for it let's call those 11 disciples Eors. Why don't they serve? Well, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I've got my own things. I'm not good enough. I'm too good. Eor Over here on the right side. Tell your neighbor, I cannot identify with that. Uh, You're not telling. You're not doing it. Don't be indifferent. All right. So Jesus also cleaned Peter's feet, and he goes to clean. Peter says, "What, Don? Not my feet, but my head and my hands also." Yeah. First he tries to say, "No, you can't do it." Then he says. Everything. Everything. Don't just wash my feet. Wash everything. I want everything. Me, 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 my, 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 my. I want everything. Now, don't we love Peter? Give Don a hand. We'll we'll let Don go. Don't we love Peter? You know, Eeyore's opposite of indifference is Winnie the Pooh. Now, it might make you feel sad that I'm kind of downgrading Winnie the Pooh. But think about Winnie the second. What's he want? Wherever he's at, what's he want? More honey. You know, poor uh, bunny rabbit. You know, he he, uh, tries to be a good host, and what does Winnie the Pooh do? Eat all of his honey. One time... Winnie the Pooh ate so much honey, he couldn't even get out. His belly got so big. See, the other side of the self is that all I want is more, more, more. And I want it for me. I don't want more so I can go out and make a difference. I want more because I want more. Somebody say, I'm glad I'm not a Winnie the Pooh. What I want you to see, if we look at this, the more I focus on serving others, the more I experience God's grace. Do you hear me? The more I focus on serving others. It might just be why you're so thirsty and hungry is that all you're doing is sucking up all all that's happening and you're not giving it out and the grace of God will never truly expand in your life until you become the servant He's called you to be. Romans 12, 2b-3 But, everybody say but. Be transformed. You need to be a different person. I need to be a different person. By the renewing of your mind. Wait, no, that, that, that has to do with, with, with sin. Yeah. The sin of not being a servant. The sin of not being a servant. We are called to serve, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. If I want to experience more of His grace, I've got to be a servant. For by the grace given me. See, did anybody serve more than Paul? What's he saying? I've been given this grace, and I I serve and serve. Grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Don't be an Eeyore. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Don't be a Winnie the Pooh. Would you tell your neighbor that? Don't be you Eeyore or Winnie the Pooh. You know, what I, I was thinking, I wanted to finish this story uh, of Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore, and, and I was just kind of praying about it. And you know the character who represents serving others in the store at least as i see it is christopher robin isn't he always showing up to solve the problems to serve the animals now let's be careful of taking this too far all this is happening in christopher robin's imagination right it's not real tell your neighbor it's not real we, we, so where are we to serve others the church you to serve others at church romans 12 through 8 just as each one of us has one body is that true for everybody here with many members and these members do not have the same function somebody say that's a church So in Christ, we who are many form one body. Somebody say, that's a church. And each member belongs to all the others. Somebody say, that's a church. We have different gifts according to the grace given up. There's that grace thing again. See, the grace increases as we serve If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Hmm... Now, isn't it interesting? I, I, I don't know why this totally... If, if you want to take the gifts, you, to, to get the whole, whole list, you kind of got to go to Romans 12, where we're at, Ephesians 4, and 1 Corinthians 12. But they couldn't all do that back in the day, right? And, and here Paul is writing the letter to Romans, and he's saying, These are really, when we talk about serving, these are really, really important for serving others. Because some of those other gifts, we start getting confused and we start taking too much pride in what's happening. And so he's looking at just a few of the gifts to focus in on what we need to build one another up. Prophecy. Now some of you might go, yeah, that's where you... You speak a word that nobody knows about themselves. No, that's word of knowledge. Prophecy is simply speaking God's word to somebody. Some people call that preaching. Some people call that teaching. The gift of service is needed too. Now that is different, and this isn't a, a sermon on the gifts, but the gift of service is a, is a different beast than serving the gift of service you wake up every day and you can't imagine doing other, anything other than serving but all of us are called to serve there is teaching there is exhorting or as niv calls it encouraging right exhorting some of you think oh this is exhort i'm an exhorter exhorters you're saying you can do it go out there. What am I doing today? I am exhorting you. <laughs> I'm exhor- I'm encouraging you that if you want to experience more grace in your life, serve. But I actually don't have the gift of encouragement. <laughs> Contributes, leadership, mercy. These are things to build up the church. And church Every one of us has one of those if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's not for us. It's for us to give away. Yeah, now, here. Let me give you a good word. Uh, and, and part of my job here at Vineyard is connections. It's connecting new people uh, to the church. It's also connecting everybody else. To one another, and in particular, I think, to becoming a servant. This is an awesome number. We have 230 people serving in some ministry in our church. Isn't that awesome? Let's give the Lord a hand. Let me tell you how big of a number that is. The average church in America has 90 people. Right. My first two... Churches did not have 230 adults ever in the building. That's an amazing number. Karen said she had more volunteers for Waterwell Weekend than ever. Uh, Heather said she has more people volunteering for Four Parks, One Mission than ever. That's the good news. But we have 723 active attendees who call this place their church. Now, I'm not good at math, so I'm going to make it 730. 730 minus 230. Would that be 500? We got 500 Winnie the Poohs and Eeyores. Holy tomorrow. I might not have a job tomorrow. (laughs) There are almost 500 of you who aren't serving. Let me say this, as kindly and grace-filled as possible, you are missing out on grace expanding in your life. We have all kinds of places to serve here. And if you don't like the places we have to serve, meet with me or one of the other staff. We'll make something up. (laughs) We want God's grace to expand in your life. You can help with children as long as you pass a background check. You can work with children as long as you pass a background check. Uh, You might be able to help with worship, but there is a test. Uh, I'm not allowed on the worship team. There's all kinds of ways to serve here. If you want to get your feet wet. If you want to dip your toes in. You can sign up for Four parts One Mission. Right now, you can go. You have permission to leave and go to Heather. I got to. The Holy Spirit's grabbed me. I want to get my feet wet. Now, mostly what's left is cleaning up. But that is an excellent place to start. We have what we call servant evangelism here. Servant evangelism is a way for you to get your feet wet. It's not jumping in with both feet. It's just going, hey, I'm I'm just going to see what it's like to use God's gifts a little bit. This Thursday at six 6.30, we're meeting here. Whoever meets, will meet. It's just Amy and I, will do it. Hopefully we won't be by ourselves. But we're going to have a bunch of water, and we're going to Friar Park. Yes, I got it right. I always want to call it Friar Park. Friar Park, and we're going to give out water to people who are watching a movie. The movie is giant trucks or something, monster, monster trucks. I will not be staying for the whole movie, I can tell you that. But why are we doing that? Just so we can go and say Jesus loves you. And we care about you. A way to get your feet wet. There's a whole list of things that you can do individually or with a group to start getting your feet wet. Uh One of the areas I'm responsible for is missions, and I'm looking for more missions for us to be involved in. How many of you would like to go to Africa without going to Africa? (laughs) How many of you know that Columbus, Ohio has like the second largest Somali population in the United States? Did you know there is a place called Bridge Community Center that is trying to make a difference in the Somali community? I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to be a volunteer there soon. My wife is going to be a volunteer there soon because God has put on my heartbeat after subbing in all the high schools in southwestern school system that, that, that we need to do something. To help the Somalis become a part of our country, and to let them know about the love of Jesus. How do we start with that? There is a tutoring program there. There is a, a teaching English program there. They have all kinds of different ways. If that, if your heart right now is going, oh yeah, oh, just tell me after service. Huh? We do great stuff with with homeless. Ministry here. But I want to tell you about another step in homeless ministry through the Van Buren Center or Interfaith Hospitality Network. These are both uh, organizations that are interfaith groups saying we need to do something more about the homeless situation than just giving them food. And both of these programs are about helping families. Get their lives back together. Providing them housing. Providing them the resources so that they can find jobs and no longer be homeless. If that sounds something like you'd be interested in, just hold on. You'll have the opportunity. See, Here's what we need to say. I I am gifted to serve the church. Oh, only the front row is doing it. I am gifted. I am gifted. Why? To serve the church. But you also are supposed to serve your family and your community. All right, don't don't I'm too busy for my family cuz I'm serving a church. You have to have a balance. Romans twelve nine 9-20. Love must be sincere. Love is a verb, right? This word love here is sacrificial love. Love that wants to make a difference. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another. That is service. Somebody say that's service. And brotherly love. Honor one another. That is service above yourselves never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor what how do you keep your spiritual fervor how do you keep your spiritual fervor how do you keep your spiritual fervor well some of you keep on coming up here trying to keep your spiritual fervor sometimes you don't need to come up here you need to go over there you need to serve in your community you need to serve your family. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. I love that practice. We're, we're none of us are real good at it, so we got to practice it. That's as funny as I get, folks. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who That's serving. Mourn with those who that serving. Live in harmony. Isn't there a song from the '70s, Harmony? Yeah, I wish that all the world could sing in perfect harmony. I don't know the rest of it, but it's something. The rest is about drinking Coca-Cola. Live in harmony that serveth. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low positions. I got friends in low places. Alright, that's all I know. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. That's a service. How many people deserve you not being nice to them? But you're still nice to them anyway. Well, I'm not tipping because she wasn't nice. Tip anyway and say I'm tipping in the name of Jesus. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of Everybody, woo! that's a high standard. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That is a service. Do not take revenge. Did you know that? That's in Romans 12, an act of service. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it is mine to avenge. I will pray, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry... If he is thirsty, you give him something to drink. Serve him in this way. You will heap burning coals on his head. See, ultimately, what I have to do, you have to do. I must choose who will I serve. I must choose who will I serve. Romans twelve twenty one. Do not be overcome by evil, but but overcome evil with. And do you know that's good works. We overcome an evil world through good works. I've got a choice. I, I can serve self or I can serve others. You know, folks, I, I, I want you to hear this. I'm not expecting you to go from an Eeyore or Winnie the Pooh all the way to a Christopher Robin in and, and one day. But what I'm asking is, can you go one one step? Can you just expand that service a little bit? I have a video clip. We're ending this service differently because today is not an altar call. Today is a call to go out and serve. So I want you to watch this clip and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what is something that I can be doing for the Lord. So what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? You know, there's this cool story uh, about Great Britain during World War II. You know, they got hit really hard by the Germans. And they put a call out to everybody in Great Britain that we need everybody to serve. We need everybody to serve our nation. And this funny thing happened. The mental hospitals stopped having people who needed to be there. Crime went down because everybody had a purpose in serving. And for about two years after World War II was over in Great Britain, crime remained low, mental illness remained low, alcoholism remained low why because they found something to do and they had a purpose god has a purpose for us let us be the servants he's called us to be amen amen Amen. yeah let's give god a hand god bless you i love being one of the pastors here have a great week